So this is the dimension of the Akashic Records that most people access. When you take a course that's like read the Akashic Records, this is most likely what you're accessing, is this connection to the Tree of Life. This connection, again, that we all have, it's like uploading to the cloud, right? And it's just like having access to the cloud that we all have access to, but knowing that you have access to it and then exercising that access. Welcome to Soul Rediscovery, where we explore a deeper meaning to life and our human existence through a soul-guided way of living in love, joy, freedom, and abundance. By choosing to live life above the fray of the chaos of society and tuning in to our badass and authentic multi-dimensional selves, we embrace a less stressful and more heart-centered, impactful way of truly changing the world and leaving it a better place for generations to come. I'm your host, Katherine Whaler, and I'm so honored you have joined us. So without further ado, let's dive in. Alrighty, so hello everyone and welcome to another Conscious Q&A with me, Katherine, Activation and Ascension Guide, professional astrologer and human design reader and Akashic record keeper of the 23rd dimension, if you didn't know who I was, <laughs> and uh, my co-host Olivia, who is my beautiful director of operations. She, like got a, she got a promotion. <laughs> um, so we're so excited to get into this conscious Q&A episode. Um, because I know we're going to be focusing on dimensions, and we'll see how long that takes. <laughs> and then maybe we'll move on to something else. We'll see where the wind blows us. So, um, Olivia, thank you so much for joining again. Everyone loved our first episode and loved you. So, so happy to have you back for this segment. I am very happy to be back. This is such a joy for me. <laughs> so, um, okay, so shall we get started? What are the questions? I'm just realizing that I don't have the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me let me start talking about the dimensions because I know that this has been something that is on everybody's mind. And Let's do it. we kind of teased it a little bit in our first conscious Q&A mm -hmm. um, with the fourth dimension and ghosts and things. Um, but I think especially with all this talk about fifth dimensional living, ascending into the 5D and everything, um, I really want to do an episode to help break this down for people because I think that this is sort of going to be a little bit buzzworthy or excuse me, buzzwordy is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, maybe maybe a slip of the tongue. Maybe it will be buzzworthy. I but... think it's also buzzworthy. This is like <laughs> top of mind for me. I just want to figure out these dimensions. Yeah, well, this is definitely something that I've gotten a lot of questions about. So I've done posts on it before, but I felt like it was time to really expand on this with the podcast. So I did an official breakdown of each dimension going up to the 23rd dimension. There is a gap between the 13th dimension and the 21st dimension. Truthfully, I haven't received anything about those dimensions and, you know, science and um, my other Akashic Record Keepers, no one has received anything, so mm. I'm just not going to go into them, and we'll just leave them a mystery for further rediscovery. Love that. 
Yeah. Um, but this list, this explanation, this expansion that we're going to go into this episode is mostly channeled, partially researched, and also I checked it with all of my other record keepers that I know um, who are my star sisters, Shannon, Mary, and Mariana. So this will be a helpful tool as we as we dive deeper into explaining consciousness on this podcast and we really start diving deep, deep, deep um, because Olivia knows that I just had this amazing embodiment where I really understood my place in all of this and I was starting to do that this year even more so, something that I've, I've felt the call for my whole life. But obviously my fellow Akashic Record Keepers and I have a sort of soul knowing and a soul wisdom um, that is a little bit more nuanced and a little bit uh, deeper than most people's understanding. Um, doesn't make it better or anything like that, but it just adds some more colors to what a lot of folks are already talking about because a lot of times when I hear about fifth dimensional consciousness or 12th dimensional consciousness, I'm kind of like, yeah, <laughs> almost there, <laughs> at mm-hmm. least from what I've received. So I just wanted to expand and I wanted to go a little bit deeper with this um, because most people who are connecting with me are going to be higher dimensional beings. I don't tend to work with people who are activating and on the ascension path for the very first time in their lives. I work okay. with people who have been initiated over and over and over again. Um, as high priests and priestesses and within that lineage, people who have been witches in a past life. Um, what else? <laughs> so Star I have a question. Yeah. Off the bat. Yeah. Um, so when you say higher dimensional being, yes. and so does that mean the same thing as someone who is here in this lifetime that has ha- already had a f- past lives, like a few or I guess where does that line up? Can anyone exist in any dimension, I guess, is my first question. Such a good question. Okay, so first of all, I want to preface this by we are all connected as one, right? So source energy runs through everything. It's all frequency. It's all like we are one, right? You and Mm -hmm. I have no separation. I have no separation with my desk. I have no separation with the earth, right? It is all one. Mm. It's all one living, breathing organism, the universe, the multiverse, right? Mm. So when I talk about, you know, people who are more higher dimensional, what I mean by that is just that, you know, in the colloquial sense, they're older souls. They um, have been a part of these, like I said, mystery school lineages over and over and over again, Um, They've worked with higher dimensional frequencies, even within a third dimensional grid, um, which is what most of us know. Um, You know, they gave me like a visual image. Yeah. So like literally every dimension is existing everywhere at the same time Mm -hmm. and you align with a frequency of a certain dimension. Exactly. It's like, yes, you got it. It's like tuning into a radio station. And that's oh, what, yeah, and that's what people that's are doing. That's so helpful to think about. Yeah, and that's what people are doing when they, you know, speak with spirit guides or speak with angels. 
um, speak with a galactic council. They're really just... So much just clicked in my brain. <laughs> just by that radio <laughs> analogy, wow. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, that's why I wanted to do this episode, because I think it can be difficult to understand that. And especially if you mm. are higher dimensional, right? Everybody's talking about fifth dimension. And most people I work with are, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, twelfth. <laughs> Um, dimensional, you know, consciousness already. So that's just not going to resonate, right? They're, they're kind of past that understanding of the world. Um, So yeah, it's like turning into a a radio frequency or, you know, turning the Mm -hmm. dial, basically. Um, Wow, that also just made me think about the dimensions that you said you like haven't channeled anything from mm-hmm. and just kind of envisioning like a static station yeah like, we haven't yet yes. quite received from that yeah I mean like I said I just wanted to be totally honest and say I I haven't received anything about these dimensions um it's kind of like a a blind spot I guess <laughs> mm. for me and other Akashic uh, record keepers I mean Maybe they're like a wormhole, and we'll talk about that when we get to the 11th dimension and how it Ooh, connects. I have so many questions about black holes. Yes. And I feel like you have some answers. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of what I receive is very hard to explain, so I always try to do my best to um, translate what I'm receiving, because right. a lot of it just is frequency, right, mm-hmm. um, vibration, t- to understand all of this. So putting it into human words is a fun little (laughs) adventure in and of itself. So, okay, so let's start with the first dimension. So pretty easy to comprehend. The first dimension is length. That's it. Hmm. Length. (laughs) Is that any length, like time, distance? No. Um, So this is, so this is talking about it within, um, what we see physically, right? So what we can perceive with our three-dimensional lens, this is length, right? So we're, we're seeing length. The second dimension is width, right? Okay. So we're expanding upon, expanding upon length, adding in width. And then the third dimension, basic geometry, basic geometry. Exactly. Great. Um, so then the third dimension is depth. So this is the dimension in which we all are accustomed to. This is what our physical world looks like. Um, You know, this can help explain things like gravity um, and other things, other, you know, scientific principles and laws that we've, (laughs) we've thus uncovered, right? I just started to reach out and like pet my dresser just to experience depth. Yeah, yeah. You get it, right? I get it. I'm practicing it as we speak. Yeah, exactly. So absolutely. So this is our our connection to the physical world. And, you know, a lot of people demonize the third dimension. And there's really no need, right? It's it's just physical reality. It's what we can Mm. see with our eyes in the present moment for most people. Um, and it's just being able to perceive the world as it is. It's a very um, masculine way of perceiving the world, right? Mm. It's just seeing it for what it looks like. It's not seeing the spirit in things. It's not understanding mm. and seeing energy. It's just seeing your chair and noticing that's a chair, right? And this so is, why do this you is say the function of the chair. It? What? 
Why do you say it's demonized? You know, it's demonized by a lot of people who are, you know, quote unquote, ascending into the fifth dimension, which to me is kind of hilarious um, because, (laughs) because in order to ascend into the fifth dimension, you have to have an appreciation for the third dimension. So, yeah. So the third dimension is basically like basic living. What you see is Mm -hmm. what you get. There's no feminine energy, um, you know, beyond what the eye can see, basically, which I think is a podcast episode in and of itself explaining masculine (laughs) and feminine energy. But it's a Mm. very like masculine understanding of the world, right? Mm. So then you enter into the fourth dimension. And this is this is entering into a more feminine consciousness, right? And and for those who don't know, in the mystery school traditions, feminine energy is God energy, right? It's the merging of feminine and masculine, but it's predominantly feminine because the feminine has to come first for the masculine to come in, right? Mm. So understanding this with fourth dimensional energy, fourth dimension is adding time and space, right? So this is where time and space are related. And this is the dimension in which we experience lessons, we experience growth, right? So most people are Mm. accessing a fourth dimensional consciousness. I was just going to ask that. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even aware of it. Like, Someone recently told me it's actually in the big book for Alcoholics Anonymous. It talks about Mm. the fourth dimension. And it says we're accessing the fourth dimension in the big book. If you have a big book, go and read it. (laughs) It's there, I swear. (laughs) So because if you were to just walk through life and not take away any lessons or meanings, then you would probably be remaining solely in the third dimension. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why people demonize the third dimension, because it's just that face value, right? But like I said, most people are ascended to a fourth dimensional consciousness because it's pretty hard to live in our world and not take any lesson away from it, right? Right. Like, it's, it's pretty hard in our modern-day society not to have some kind of messaging or have some kind of entrance into, oh, I learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and I grow from that place, right? Consciously grow yeah. from that place. So this is where it weaves into last episode and what we sort of touched on a little bit, what we teased. Um, yes. So this is where ghosts reside. So Interesting. people who see ghosts or perhaps mediums that channel dead people, they're mostly tapping into this fourth dimensional consciousness. Because if you don't learn the lesson in the third dimensional reality, then you have to learn the lesson in the fourth dimensional reality, or you may be suspended in fourth dimensional reality, which Mm. is time and space, right? And to add on to this, (laughs) time and space are not linear, Mm -hmm. right so Uh, I have a question about that yes so this is I love I love talking to you about this because I I think about this stuff all the time yeah because it's like I don't know if it's the Gemini in me that needs to solve things and Mm -hmm. figure things out but I like I enjoy trying to figure this out because it's so expansive that I, I don't know right yeah so 
I was watching a Netflix documentary about ghosts and a couple people on that documentary were saying that ghosts are more like imprints Mm -hmm. in time. Yes. And I thought that was interesting to think about because if time's not linear, Mm -hmm. then maybe the ghost isn't... Because I was wondering if a ghost has the potential to pass on from the fourth dimension, Mm -hmm. but people can still access them as a ghost, would that just mean they're imprinted into time? Kind of like a fossil? Yeah, so really great question, because a lot of people who work with, like, spirit ghost energy talk about this, right? That Mm -hmm. they need something to pass on. And it's true. I have a past life regressionist friend who has had clients who have seen themselves as ghosts. And they weren't able to, while hypnotized, right? While under hypnosis, they see this. So this is their subconscious. This is their soul self coming through and giving them these messages um, and this understanding, this deeper understanding. And um, across the board, every single one of them was stuck in this plane, right? Almost like a purgatory, right? We hear Mm. about that in Christian texts, right? Purgatory, This, this space um, between heaven and hell or between life and death, right? Um, this sort of Mm -hmm. middle suspended area. So that's like the fourth dimension, basically. It's, it's the suspended area where you're learning the lesson. And if you're not doing that on earth, if you're not anchoring in a fourth dimensional frequency on earth where you're learning that lesson, or I guess really anywhere galactically that you're learning that lesson, but we'll just talk about earth, then that's when you pass on from your, you know, physical body may experience time as a ghost, (laughs) as a spirit um, that likes to stay in a certain place, right? Not necessarily Mm -hmm. a spirit that travels, but a spirit that likes to stay in a certain place. Um, So a bad thing for a spirit to be stuck in the fourth Mm -mm. dimension? Okay. No, absolutely not. Um, and that's really what I want to get across, too. It's, it's, it's just another way to learn the lesson, right? It's what your soul is choosing. And, and remember, your soul is so much bigger than just your, your human body, right? Mm. The soul is so expansive. Does, do, do spirits have souls or does the soul continue on? even if a spirit remains like can well, the, the soul the of spirit, spirit is the soul okay yeah the spirit this is, is where it the soul messy in my brain <laughs> <laughs> yeah so until we all merge back into oneness right um basically the way you can think about it is you might splinter off your soul may decide oh i'm going to travel on um through this human vehicle but i'm also going to stay behind and oh. learn other lessons as a ghost at the same time, right? Oh my god, that just solves so many qualms for my brain. Because I was like, <laughs> it, I was trying so hard to figure out how a spirit can exist at yeah. the same time as that spirit soul reincarnating or continuing on. Yeah, and that the splintering—that mm-hmm. that's a good word for me to think about. Yeah, the soul is like a river. Right. And wow. and sometimes the river is larger and sometimes the rivers are smaller and they branch off from the bigger river and they come back together. And 
it's, um, it's very formless that way. And like I said, your soul is, is bigger than your human body. Your human body is just a vehicle for moving your soul. Because when people look at energy fields, you know, especially the more you tap into your wisdom and your power as a soul, because we all do have this, right? The more um, we're able to see larger auras, right? Larger energy fields, because it's coming, it's coming more into awareness, right? It's manifesting into the physical reality or into that higher awareness that that person who can see energy fields can see, but you're really just always expanding into who you really are, right? The big soul wow. that you really are. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. I mean, it's my favorite thing about people, you know, because I think that mm. Earth is such, and it has been in this this last paradigm, you know, that now we're kind of moving out of and we're moving into um, a new paradigm. But this last paradigm was really about learning lessons, right? Mm. Earth, I mean, was about suffering. And I don't say that in a negative way. I say that in a way of we had to suffer to learn lessons, right? To fully comprehend and to fully understand why love is so important, Mm -hmm. right? Why connecting with each other on an energetic frequency is so important. Yeah, that makes me think of the, I've learned the bare basics of some Buddhist philosophy and mm-hmm. that's essentially like suffering is the point of life and the yeah. cycle and progression comes from suffering. and Exactly. Yeah. And then the next stage of enlightenment is understanding that you can choose not to suffer. Once you understand mm-hmm. that life is suffering, you can choose not to suffer. Hmm. Hmm. I remember waking up with that message one morning. When I was, um, I, I was doing um, Buddhist chanting for a while, and I just woke up with that message run one morning, <laughs> and I was like, ah, yes, of course. <laughs> and I remember telling my Buddhist circle, and they were like, you are Buddha. <laughs> they were like, we, uh, we never even considered that. And I was like, yeah, guys, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, and totally to not in a in a not not in a bypassing way, just in a way where I, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, that I mean it's you me. you can choose to grow with challenges, or you can choose that you don't need as many challenges to grow, and you're going to expand through your own free will, right? You don't have to be pushed mm. by the universe to expand, and it doesn't mean that when challenges come up, you spiritually bypass them, you you know, you sit with them. But also at the same time, you're not suffering through those challenges because you understand that you can choose not to suffer, right? Mm, You can choose to feel, you can choose to see the higher awareness of why things are happening. And you can choose love. That's actually so resonant with me, even just today, because today Mm -hmm. was one of those days where I woke up and I think four months ago, I would have been in a depressive episode fully. Yeah. But I just recognize like, okay, this is, this is that energy, that depressive, funky energy. And I'm just gonna sit with it and let it pass because it will. Yeah. And normally, I would have just been like suffering this entire week through it. But I think I'm starting to learn to just let it exist. Right. And And like I said, you have to understand first that life is suffering. 
And Mm -hmm. I really highly encourage that everyone look into what that actually means and understand that fully because that is the first step is understanding that life is suffering. The next step is understanding that you do not have to suffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm not about spiritually bypassing. I'm about really getting in there (laughs) and transforming and transmuting everything. But yeah, so that's the fourth dimension. I think that I... I hear what you're saying about understanding life as suffering first, because I think in the past, my go-to has been to bypass because I've just been like, I right. don't want to suffer. And right. then I just mm-hmm. continuously get pulled back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's ex- exactly. It's facing challenges when they come up with courage and with love and grace and allowing yourself to move through them with those qualities, Right. Um, when you go through those challenging times, choosing not to give in to a base level of woe is me, but seeing the lesson in it. And also, like I said, understanding that you don't need challenges to have lessons or Mm. to grow or to expand your influence. You can do that on your own. I think that's key. And -hmm. I think that's not something I've heard before. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, most people aren't saying that. <laughs> that's why that's why my fellow Akashic Record keepers and I are getting loud. Because we're right. like, all right, we're ready. We've gone through our embodiments. Let's go. <laughs> people, people need to hear this message. Um, I think but, it's important. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, so that's the fourth dimension. So like I said, that's why certain people, you know, for myself, um, my father also, you know, we've seen ghosts our whole life. Um I haven't really seen them recently. I don't think I've really been anywhere haunted, especially with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, I saw my grandmother when I was younger. Um, my dad saw his father when I was born. Mm-hmm. He saw ghosts as a child. Um, I also, you know, everywhere I've gone, like that's been a haunted place. Um I've been able to feel like the frequency of sort of what happened in the room and what spirits were in the room and even experienced moments of paranormal activity. So mm-hmm. that's not something that to me was like, what, <laughs> you know, it was just sort of like, yeah, like I, I kind of have this um, ability. I have this connection. Right. And a lot of people do. Right. A lot of children do because children come mm-hmm. into the world such pure souls so connected to source that like, you know, imaginary friends, um, (laughs) stuff like that, right? Those are spirits and they're not all fourth dimensional, but some of them are. So Mm. understanding that, you know, most ghosts, right, that we think of that paranormal activity, especially the ones that are tormented or are known for being more aggressive, they're just trying to work out their lessons on the time and space plane, not existing mm. in physical dimensional reality, the 3D. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so cool. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of people on earth are actually in fourth dimension. They're, they're in third dimensional reality, but they're channeling fourth dimensional consciousness. Yeah. These are the people who are, you know, using like the law of attraction and working with spirits, right? A lot of, you know, people who are, working in mental health fields, work on a fourth dimensional consciousness, Mm -hmm. which is understanding um, the lessons, right, that we go through for the transformation, for for our ascension process. 
Wow. I think I have a very strong love for the fourth dimension. I could honestly probably talk about the fourth dimension forever. I know you seem to like that one. <laughs> I'm very into it. Like you're you're continuing to speak about it and like 10 more questions just popped up in my mind. But we can we can table that so we can move on to okay. the next one. Well, maybe if more people have questions, we can do a special fourth dimensional. I'd love to I want to get my um past life regressionist Felicia on here too because I think that's a dimension that she can speak to really well because that's a dimension that she accesses very easily within her regressions. Very cool. Yeah. So, okay, so then we move on to the infamous fifth dimension. So the fifth dimension, okay, so let's get something straight. Yes, the Earth is ascending into fifth dimensional reality. Is it the first time that Earth has ascended into fifth dimensional reality to the point where we can actually see the fifth dimension? Absolutely not. Um, Mm. We have been in fifth dimensional reality before, most notably Avalon, which is um, sort of the fairy world, right? The fairy kingdom associated with King Arthur and Camelot and Merlin. Um, This is all passed through mystery school traditions again, like I said. Um, That was fifth dimensional consciousness, right? Um, Peruvian people, ancient Peruvian people have spoken of being able to access fifth dimensional worlds, right? And realities. Um, So the thing to understand about the fifth dimension is the fifth dimension is the dimension in which you have accomplished the process of the third dimension and can understand the lessons learned in the fourth dimension. So in this dimensional frequency, you understand that you are a co-creator of your reality, right? You're starting to understand your oneness with the universe. Um, A book that comes to mind for me that is very fifth dimensional is, what is it called? I just had it (laughs) by Don, The Four Agreements. (laughs) I knew it would come to me. Yeah. I love that book. Yeah, I love that book. Wonderful I love all of his stuff. I've been reading Mastery of Love for like five years because I read one chapter and then ruminate on it for like a year. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Don Miguel Ruiz, beautiful writer, beautiful soul. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that comes to mind as a very fifth dimensional book, right? Understanding um, the Maya understanding that our world is so much more than what we can physically see, right? Bringing in that divine feminine understanding, that experiential understanding of quote-unquote reality, right? Seeing beyond the um, just the physical and being able to see the spirit, right? Being mm. able to see the aliveness in everything, Um, So this is the dimension obviously most are focused on right now because it's connected to the third dimension. So it is a physical dimension. So whereas the 4D is time and space, right? And like I said, ghosts can pass through as spirits. um, Mm -hmm. And obviously we're anchoring it more in our, our physical dimensional reality right now. But the fifth dimension is very much a physical dimension reality. I think of it kind of like the United Nations <laughs> of mm-hmm. the dimensions, right? And this is where people can get a little misguided <laughs> with um, fifth dimensional understanding because they kind of want to skip the fourth dimension, right? They mm-hmm. want to skip 
the dimension of learning and the dimension of growing from understanding one another and listening to one another. Mm. And they want to go straight to we are all the same. And the reality of that is, is that that's just not going to fly right now. Right. Yeah. Um, This unity consciousness, it's beautiful. But at the same time, in our current reality, you have to understand that we're not at a place yet where everyone sees that. Mm -hmm. So you can be anchoring that in through your own living and through the way that you treat the world. But at the same time, you need to be understanding to people who are still in a third dimensional dimensional or fourth dimensional reality. Um, I am so glad you say that. Because I think it's so important right now. Like, obviously, unity is beautiful and hopefully what we're striving for. But I totally agree if that we just sum it all up to, oh, we should be united. We are all one. Then we bypass a lot of the current reality. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's people who still need to do a little bit more fourth dimensional work with that who are like I'm fifth dimensional living and it's I'm just gonna be totally honest it's mostly really privileged white people mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah um you know women Absolutely. and men and, and people right non-binary even trans folks um but mostly cisgendered folks who you know want to kind of skip <laughs> I think about like monopoly <laughs> you know um and and want to sort of skip the other stuff of you know, helping your your fellow human, right? Helping your fellow souls um, reach reach that level where they're able to have the same access as well, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that this is where a lot of distortion is happening. There's been a lot of distortion of the fifth dimension. But really, mm-hmm. fifth dimensional consciousness is understanding this unity through the pillar of love, right? Mm-hmm. So unconditional love awareness that love has created all including everything that you see in the third dimension right and that all is one and there's no such thing as hate because even hate is love right I feel like I see a lot of activists channeling the fifth dimension in that sense Mm -hmm. because the goal is unity through the liberation and freedom right freeing of you know, specifically black and brown folks yeah. and all the marginalized communities currently, but we, f- we free each other to get to that unity. Like we have, exactly. we have to do the work in order to uh, exactly. get to that unity. You yeah. hit the nail on the head. And that's why my favorite quote by Rachel Cargill, who I love, and I feel like I'd be best friends. <laughs> so Rachel, hit me up, girl. <laughs> we can lounge around and drink tea and make ice cream together. Um, because I like just love her so much. Um, she has a great quote and that's that, you know, light and love mean nothing without action and solidarity. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so, so true. And especially with this influx of Aquarius energy, that's what Aquarius wants. Aquarius wants the revolution. And specifically Mm -hmm. in this time, we're going to see that that means, you know, having possible violent revolutionary periods where, you know, if we, if we choose to, right. Um, if we choose to go down that timeline, um, but especially if people don't understand this. And so 
you know, like I said, there's been a lot of distortion of the fifth dimension, especially with QAnon. There's been a lot of distortion. Yeah, that makes me so sad. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like, I'm better than you because I'm in the fifth dimension, right? Um, Or I'm fifth dimensional living. And I always think, well, you're not really if you think you're better than someone (laughs) or you have that spiritual ego because... If you're all united and you're all the same, logic is flawed. (laughs) Exactly. And also, you know, the thing to understand about the fifth dimension when I say it's like a united nations is it's the individual revolution for the collective, right? It's that Aquarius Mm -hmm. energy of understanding that your own individual contributions are what contribute to the collective. This is not an amorphous mob (laughs) or blob of everyone being and looking exactly the same, right? Mm -hmm. This is everyone understanding that we are all puzzle pieces in this beautiful life, in this beautiful world, on this beautiful planet, and that we complement each other and Mm -hmm. we bring each other up right, through our similarities, which is that we're, we are both beautiful souls, but also through our differences, which may look like skin color or, you know, hair texture, religion, right, all of these things. And so it's coming into that understanding over time that it all just really leads back to love, right? Mm -hmm. So when in doubt, (laughs) if you're (laughs) questioning, am I actually living the principles of the fifth dimension are you living in love, right? Are you doing the loving thing for your neighbor, right? If your neighbor says to you, hey, listen to me, because I am a black woman, or I'm a black man, or I'm a black trans non-binary folk in this world, or indigenous, or Asian, or, you know, anything, then Latino, Latina, like, and I want you to listen to me, I want you to listen to my lived experience instead of spiritually bypassing this, right? Like I said, like, do not pass go. (laughs) Like, just skipping that step and moving on to this quote unquote, fifth dimension, then you need to take a step back and you need to check Mm -hmm. your privilege. And you need to listen to that person and listen to what can I do as an ally? What can I do as an actual embodiment of this fifth dimensional leadership of love, right? And Mm -hmm. unity, what can I do to make the world a better place for all people? Yeah. Yeah. Something I'm personally really passionate about and have been my entire life. And I'm glad that it's coming to light now because I think that the white moderate is one of the most dangerous Mm -hmm. (laughs) pieces of racism, truthfully. This is also a huge... Uh, reason I thoroughly enjoy working for you <laughs> because you do speak to this and I think that any spiritual leader has to speak yeah. to this it can't be unspoken yeah yeah I think so too and I think it's I mean I think it's important we're having this conversation and I think it's a larger conversation and I am a white woman in this incarnation So I can only speak of my experience and what I've learned from leaders and from friends of color. And, you know, I'm also cis and I'm also hetero. So just all these different, you know, matrices of oppression, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about um, dismantling that, right? Getting rid of those, that matrix of oppression, right? In all of its forms. And so, like I said, the best thing you can, you can come into is um, that divine feminine energy, 
right? Um, that's a really good place to start. And coming from that place of the heart, coming from that place of I will listen and I will learn and I will mm-hmm. do better. Yeah. And I also appreciate that you know your limits in that and you also have a community that you can pass people onto. You can refer people to who are within the BIPOC community, the BIPOC spiritual community. And yeah, because I see you referring people out often as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really important key pillar to accessing this um, fifth dimensional frequency for all. Like for me, it's, I mean, and I'm not trying to be like a white savior or anything here. Like it just literally is a part of who I am. It's in my DNA. I'm a Libra moon. Like I cannot stand injustice. Mm -hmm. And when I see it happening, right, that's the choosing not to suffer is like there are people who do not have that choice, right? And so understanding, again, going back to the first lesson that life is suffering. So if you have the choice to choose not to suffer, then choose not to suffer so you can help the people who don't have that choice, right, Mm -hmm. in in Mm -hmm. one or all areas of their life. So, yeah, I mean, again, maybe this is a whole other (laughs) episode, (laughs) but I, I do think it's really important to bring to light because there has been such distortion of this whole idea of, (laughs) <laughs> fifth dimensional <Big> side. <laughs> blah 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 and you know truthfully I'm just gonna go on record saying this because I'm really over this bullshit all the people talking about like fifth dimensional business as this, as if it's like a gimmick <laughs> or like I'm gonna help you ascend into the fifth dimension to me it's just like that is that's just not what it's about it's just not what it's about, right? It's, like, it's, it's not a competition. It's not it's like not a, a competition. Yeah. It's not a competition. And, you know, there's a level of unattachment in the fifth dimension. And it it would just be too much to get into, but it comes back to love. So come back to that real, true, unconditional love for yourself. Unconditional love Which I'm, for if the I'm earth. not mistaken... Aren't are you not the embodiment of the heart, aka love? Is that yeah? Is I that hold what you commonly refer to yes, yes. So within my star sisters and what we've received, I strongly hold the energy of the heart chakra. That's and I mean it's funny because even when I've had my you know aura readings done and stuff, my heart chakra they're like, why is your heart? <laughs> they're like, why is your heart chakra like literally? <laughs> 30 sizes bigger than like like a normal reading. It's really funny. So yeah, I have a very, very, very big golden heart chakra. Um, have my whole life. And that's why, that's why injustice just gets to me because, you know, we just don't need that cruelty again. We can choose, we as a society can choose not to suffer and earth. Mm. This is what fifth dimensional living is, is earth is a playground right? This is the understanding of heaven. This is the understanding of, you know, that um, one of the kingdoms, right, that Jesus speaks of, Yeshua speaks of, when you translate it from the Aramaic understanding of the word, you know, kingdoms is really dimensions. And this Mm. is that next frequency that we're all accessing. Whoa. I love that. 
Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, when you read mm-hmm. the Bible using the Aramaic understanding of the words, which are pretty much all feminine, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all a feminine understanding of the words. Um, you really mm-hmm. start to see the full picture, which, again, another I'm podcast I'm straight up going to reread the Bible. I'm going to go through it. I haven't read it since I was a kid, but I might honestly go through it again with that lens. Yes, definitely. Dale Allen Hoffman. I really like him. I was recently introduced to his work and it all started to make sense because this is this is something that I've tried to teach my Sunday school teachers <laughs> since I was a little girl just remembering all of this. And, um, you know, when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the light, I'm like, we all are, <laughs> you know, um, so... <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, fifth dimension, very important to understand. Um, cool. Like I said, if people have further questions, because I know that this is what is being talked about, because yeah, truthfully, we are ascending into the fifth dimension as a humanity, doesn't mean that everyone is in the fifth dimension. Some people are working at a higher dimensional frequency and mm-hmm. anchoring that in, and some people are working at a lower dimensional frequency and rising up. Hmm. Hey y'all, so I'm just popping in super quick in the middle of what is hopefully a very expansive episode for you to tell you about my new astrology course because I am so thrilled and so excited to be launching my first official six-week astrology course, the Activation and Ascension Blueprint. You can grab that course for only $350 when it is valued at over $1,000. We're going to be exploring your unique life purpose, life path, all of the areas of activation and evolution from the highest perspective and the 23rd dimension of the Akashic Records through my unique astrology system, the Activation and Ascension Blueprint. Like I said, I'm so, so, so excited to be releasing this channeled course. I already have so many amazing folks signed up. It's for people of all levels, and I really hope to see you there if it feels aligned. The biggest question that people are going to be asking in 2021, whether you own a business and you're coaching clients, or you're just wondering this for yourself, is what is my life purpose? And what is the path to make that life purpose a part of my day-to-day reality? So if those are the questions on your mind, or those are the questions that your clients are asking you these days, then you'll definitely want to grab this course. Like I said, it's valued at over $1,000. I'm going to be giving you over 10 hours of live channeling (laughs) all together on Tuesday nights starting in March, going on for six weeks. And on top of that, you're also going to receive lifelong access to the course, handouts and PDFs on planets, houses, asteroids, all the aspects so that you can understand every level of astrology within this six-week course and have this unique blueprint to access your life path, your life purpose, and a system for your clients or for your friends and family. So that link is in the show notes. If you want to sign up, there are also payment plans. So check it out with the link below. I hope to see you in the course. 
And now let's get back to the episode. So, okay, sixth dimension? (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Okay, so this is where it gets kind of wild. Oh, as if it hasn't already. <laughs> like I said, when we have these talks, it makes me realize like how not normal I am. <laughs> well, I feel like I have it organized in my brain in some sense without realizing what it is and going in depth and saying yeah. all of these things out loud is funny to me because it there is an organization and you know the organization. And that, the knowledge of the organization, I would say, is not a, not a normal thing, Catherine. <laughs> People don't necessarily have that. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's all I can say is yeah. Um, okay, so sixth dimension. I'm, like, blushing. Sixth dimension. Um, so the sixth dimension is not conditioned by time or space. So this is, like I said, this is where it gets a little harder to explain, but I'm going to do my best. So this is where the architects and the alchemists exists, right? Hmm. I find a lot of witches work in a sixth dimensional um, frequency, which will make sense in a second here because it is about darkness. Hmm. So this is for those who can create anything they want in any reality, right? So manifestus, right, the, the Latin meaning of manifest, right, is to uh, make appear what's already there, right, mm. to see what's already there. Manifesting isn't about creating something new. It's about alchemizing what's already there and mm. being able to see it for yourself, right, being able to see your hand, being able to see what you can, um, what's already being created, what's already created, right? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Just in the context of my brain lately, I've been envisioning what I want for myself. And I'm what I'm hearing from you is, because I already see it in this vision, Mm -hmm. taking the steps towards that would be the manifestation of that it already exists. Yep. Yep, it already yeah. exists. And really what you have to do is you just have to energetically align with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you again, it's that frequency. It's call. It's calling it in, right? It already yeah. exists in your reality. It's just calling yeah. it in. Because remember, time and space are nonlinear. Mm-hmm. So you can call anything into your reality at any time. It's just and that most people... Yeah, because it already exists. It's just that most people are really scared to do that because... That also introduce, introduces the concept of speed, and most mm. people are not comfortable with speed. I myself am still oh. getting comfortable with speed because once it goes fast, it goes really fast. I feel like this is a huge thing that you do within your business because you, yep. you have a way with people of identifying what their vision is, um, like, you know, talking to them about what they envision and what they want, and mm-hmm. then helping reveal to them that that already exists Mm -hmm. so should they choose to practice it exactly I've gotten really great at speed with my clients (laughs) I I have consciously a little bit slammed on the brakes myself but I'm pretty (laughs) I'm, I'm pressing the gas pedal pretty hard right now but um but yeah with my clients I mean, that's why it's an instant transformation because 
this is, this is, I mean, it's not necessarily six dimensional what I'm working at, but speed is a huge, huge, huge part of how I work. And Mm -hmm. if I feel like someone is not ready, um, like, you know, they'll basically explode if it comes to them too quickly, I'll kind of slow (laughs) them down a little bit because I've learned, I've learned what's going to be in their best interest. Right. Right. This is not about my ego. This is about what is going to serve them the most. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as your assistant or director of operations, I I, I see you do this uh, constantly. And I've experienced this just by knowing you for the last few months. (laughs) So I can attest. You're a speed master. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's all in divine timing. That's why when someone works with me um, or someone joins a group or... (laughs) shameless plug activation and ascension <laughs> blueprint six-week astrology course when we someone when someone spends time in one of my containers they're instantly activated because it's divine timing it's time for them right, right? it's like that speed comes quickly in our reality but mm-hmm. in uh, another perspective of the reality it's coming at exactly divine timing so i know when someone links up with me that it's it's time for them mm. Sometimes they don't know it's time for them, <laughs> but I know it's time for them. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. So anyway, so going, so going back to six-dimensional reality, so this is the polarity of light and dark, which creates distortion so you can understand the concept of light and you can take the path to recognizing it. So this is why I always say that there's not evil, but there's darkness. Because the darkness is needed to awaken the people so that your real potentiality can come out. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It does. Okay. Um, I, ha- I was talking to my housemate about dark and light, and she put it in the context of Avengers or X-Men <laughs> to me, mm-hmm. to help me under... Because, yeah, for some reason I get caught up sometimes about... Mm-hmm dark and light most I think that do. in my yeah in my most depressed state of mind I get very defeatist mm-hmm. and I sometimes believe that if the darkness exists then maybe it should just take over and that's me right. in like a very unhealthy right. mindset and so she'll always be like well in Avengers they keep fighting you have to fight the darkness otherwise it will inherently take over the light has to keep fighting because mm-hmm. I get like, what's the point of fighting? And she's like, well, you have to fight or else the darkness will take over. Just watch an Avengers movie and you'll see. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and even and the thing is, too, is that you can find the light within the darkness. Right. Mm. So six dimensional consciousness is that darkness exists for a reason. It's so mm. that we can be transformed further into the light. That's why a lot of people who go through dark nights of the soul right? Um, this period where they're, they're really going through it, right? They're really in that shadow self or that shadow yeah. side of things or life is just hitting them with one challenge after another. It's doing so that they can elevate themselves, right? So mm. they can move the needle so that they can choose light, right? Um, Dang. Yeah. So again, Dark nights of the soul. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's understanding, right? The darkness is necessary and it's why we have to look at our shadow sides and why we have right. to to delve into that darker side of ourselves right. 
Because the more we ignore it, the more it consumes us. Yeah. And that's why I specifically reference that mindset as like yeah. a, a specifically dark, more depressed mindset version of myself, um, which I think there was like a large span of time this year where I had my, a personal darkness of the mm-hmm. dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And though it was horrible, mm-hmm. I feel so much more embraced by light. Yeah. on the other side of that now. Yeah. I mean, my own dark night of the soul, it lasted about, mm, I would say, like, four months. Um, I yeah. met my twin flame really briefly, very, very briefly, years ago. And then literally, like, two minutes, not even joking. And then I went back to where I was living at the time, and I went through four months of literal hell. <laughs> um, it was hmm. really terrible. I was depressed. I was anxious. I had PTSD um, just off the charts and I tried to take my own life. And it was in that moment when I was standing on that balcony and I was looking down and and thinking, I'm just going to, you know, trigger warning. I don't, I don't mean to trigger anyone with this, but um, if you are, you know, sensitive to these topics, just be aware. But, um, but yeah, but I was, I was standing on that balcony and I was thinking, I'm going to fling myself over this. It was the vision that I saw. It was the angelic voices that I heard. It was that little voice inside of myself too, that said, you're meant for bigger things. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. that moment that transformed my entire life. And I said, because I got pushed to the very brink of Mm -hmm. how dark it can get. Right. And um, I was very much in suffering, and I heard that little voice that I'd had my whole life, right? And those angels that had visited me my whole life, those spirit guides that were watching out for me my whole life, basically holding me back and saying, you know, it's it's not time. You're here to do really, really, really big things, right? You're mm-hmm. here to help a lot of people, and you got to help yourself first. And that's what I received, and... Um, I went back inside and I woke up the next morning and decided to change my life. Yeah. And it was that darkness, right? It was that going to those depths, meeting that darkness um, that that really did. It transformed my whole life. From that day on, I was committed to my own healing and my own rising. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for holding space, Olivia, and of and course. all my listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's important to talk about because, you know, people, again, this this distortion, right? Um, a lot of the QAnon and stuff like that, talking about evil, right? Religion talks about evil. It's not evil. It's it's darkness. And so when mm. you can understand that, that, you know, you're co-creating this darkness, this darkness is a part of the universe, because it's right. meant to bring you into the light, then, you know, you can further mm. come into the light, <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't have to be afraid of the darkness. You can face the boogeyman that mm. is, you know, turn on the lights and look at the boogeyman and see that he's not so scary. And then you can you can choose not to suffer, right? You can choose to transform your life. Wow. That was very beautifully put. And <laughs> I just, I appreciate your vulnerability. Thanks, babe. So I like to think about this like uh, winter helping make spring, right? Mm. Darkness is sort of like winter. 
and it's so that we can grow. It's so that we can flourish. So this is why 666 often means evil or the devil or destruction. But what it really is, is it's transformation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. So six-dimensional consciousness, very, 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 very important at this time, I feel. Very mm-hmm. important to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go into seventh-dimensional, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I love seventh-dimensional consciousness. So being a crystal rainbow hybrid child myself, my generation is filled with people who were born with seventh-dimensional consciousness a.k.a. the crystal children, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or the children who have Christ consciousness. These are my babies who have that Saturn in Pisces, (laughs) Pisces stelliums, Scorpio stelliums. We're very sensitive and very loving, and you can kind of think about this energy like little angels on Earth, right? Mm. These are the crystal children. I forgot to mention with the sixth dimension, a lot of indigo children. So that first wave Uh, of volunteers mm -hmm. that are now in like their 50s and going through their Chiron returns, they're working with a lot of sixth dimensional um, expression, right? Is there an age associated with indigo versus crystal versus Mm -hmm. rainbow? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because they came in waves. to me about indigo children they came in waves and (laughs) cough (laughs) shameless plug (laughs) activation and ascension blueprint six-week astrology course we're going to be discussing this love it the volunteers of soul waves (laughs) (laughs) oh the generational soul waves yes yep 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 so these these crystal children right these children that were born in like the mid 90s they have what is called Christ consciousness. And it is why they are so goddamn sensitive. (laughs) And just the sweetest little things that you ever met when they were children and as adults are suffering from a lot, a lot, a lot of depression and anxiety because they just do not fit into this world. And this world is harsh and it is cruel. And when you think about a crystal, right? Crystals break. (laughs) They are sensitive, they are, um, you know, glorious, but they're, they're fragile, right? Because it's crystalline, it's, it's this beautiful, pure energy, right? Um, so these children who are now adults are navigating this as adults. And that's why a lot of the millennial generation um, who has this you know, are going into healing fields and going into fields in which they can fully be their crystal child self, right? Fully be loving, fully be aware of the feminine spirit of things, um, fully move on from the darkness and just totally come into love and Mm. most importantly, come into the energy of the ascended masters. Hmm. So I think about this dimension like a vibration, right? It's often is considered sound or spirit, and it's a life force energy that creates many worlds and through which you can see things clearly like we would believe, quote unquote, God does, although it's not the God dimension. There is a God dimension, but it's like what we think of when we colloquially think of God, but it's like what Jesus, Yeshua, Mary Magdalene, right, Um, Maria Magdalita, 
what these Buddha, right, um, Kuan Yin, I'm trying to think of other ascended masters, <laughs> but what these ascended masters experienced, right, with their total light bodies, that's Christ consciousness. Christ was not, I had a dream that I was going to say this on the podcast the other day. Um, <laughs> Christ was not um, born Christ. He was Christed, right? He went through mystery school initiations. Yes, he was born sort of this um, figure that everyone knew, right? It was this immaculate conception and everything. And he was born this figure, but he went through the mystery school traditions as a priest and um, was Christed, right? That was like a, that's a title that was given to people. They were Christed. They were given crystal consciousness, right? And put mm. through um, initiations to come into crystal consciousness, so like I said, all these people talking about fifth dimensional living and that they're, you know, in the fifth dimension, a lot of them actually are in the seventh dimension and they just don't understand that, right? They don't see that that ascended master within themselves yet, um, but they still have that resonance. They have that frequency. So it's where you understand why things happen, right? This comes gotcha. with a level of grace, um, it's the dimension of the seven chakras and the enlightened quote unquote being. So we all have access to the seventh dimension. I would say actually we're working largely with the seventh dimension, even though everyone's focused on the fifth dimension, but especially mm. those of us who are leaders are working with the seventh dimension because we're all divine, right? We all mm -hmm. have divinity within us. We all have these codes that are being unlocked, these DNA structures within us. And we all have a light body that holds this naturally. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have as many questions about the seventh dimension. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's probably because you experience it, right? It's, it's, I like to think about this. You know what comes to mind when I think of the seventh dimension? So I think of like Pocahontas. And I think of um, Colors of the Wind, right? And it's like everything happens for a reason and everything's connected. And it's this like higher vibrational energy. It's this enlightened energy, right? It's this really loving, mm. really sacred, divine energy. Um, so like I said, it's that life force. And Jesus, Yeshua, actually talks about this over and over again in the Bible. And the translation in Aramaic for saved and resurrection, for instance, all go back to the same word, haya, and it means life force energy. We all have this life force energy. We all have access to ascension, and we all have a light body, just like the ascended masters did. It's just mm. having that ability to tap into it and tap into our divinity. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for some reason... Well, you said, you said the, this is the chakras, correct? The, mm -hmm. you, okay, yes. For some reason, that just kind of clicked things in. Yes. And I have no, no questions floating in my brain. <laughs> okay, awesome. So like, and like I said, a lot of crystal children, they were born with this, and then they had it beat out of them. <laughs> and now they have mm. to come back to it, right? Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the eighth dimension. Okay. So the eighth dimension is the tree of life. So this is where people get a little tripped up because of the distortion of the sixth dimension and the matrix. This is the matrix, right? The eighth <sighs> dimensional 
I've, I've never seen the movie The Matrix, and people always talk about The Matrix, and I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. Well, it's distorted. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I've seen The Matrix, and it's it's good, but it's also distorted because it paints The Matrix as something that you have to escape, when in truth, we are mm. part of The Matrix. This is the tree of life. We all have connections to the tree of life. We make up the matrix. So the eighth dimension is Mm. the dimension that connects the mind, the physical, and the emotional, right? This is the Akashic Records. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't say. Uh Uh-huh. So this is the dimension of the Akashic Records that most people access. When you take a course that's like read the Akashic Records, this is most likely what you're accessing, is this connection to the tree of life. This connection, again, that we all have, it's like uploading to the cloud, right? And it's just like having access to the cloud that we all have access to, but knowing that you have access to it and then exercising that access. So I call these like the beginning records. (laughs) So it's less advanced than the 11th dimension plus of the understanding and of the reading of the records, um, again, not bad. There are amazing eighth dimensional Akashic Record readers out there um, because it doesn't hold the potentiality for the future and multiple futures in the same way or with the same higher point of view, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big network of consciousness and subconsciousness that connects us all. So when most people channel or have divine inspirations, this is where they're receiving it from, right? Right. The, mm. the recollection, the recording of all of humanity, the downloads. So <clears throat> this is where you understand that you are not trapped by the matrix, but you are a part of the matrix and you feed the matrix. And mm. a deeper remembrance of this in our world will be coming in 2024 and 2027. These are going to be really, really, really big years of people tapping into the Akashic Records. So is this specifically at Akashic Records dimension, or is that just something that flourishes in this dimension? So this dimension is the understanding that we are a collective consciousness and that you have access to that consciousness. So that is the Akashic Records. Um, but it's, I like to think of it more like the tree of life and that you're a leaf on the tree of life. And because Mm. you're a leaf on the tree of life, you have access to the feeling of the whole tree of life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, uh, one of my sisters added that she's strongly channeled that this is also a wormhole to the 23rd dimension, which would make sense considering they both have to do with the Akashic records. I love that. Yeah. So if you're channeling the Akashic Records, once I hear about the twenty third dimension itself, mm hmm, mm hmm, yes, yes, we're getting there (laughs) slowly but surely. (laughs) So yeah, so then we go on to uh, ninth dimensional consciousness, and this is kind of hard for people to understand. I have a lot of clients who go through this phase within our working together. This is what um, Taja was talking about the other night on the call. So. This is transcendence and transformation. Ninth dimensional oh, consciousness yes. is the void, right? Oh, I love the void. Mm-hmm. So I this have is a very this, soft spot in my heart for it. Yes, so that makes sense. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the space of nothingness. Yeah. Right. 
This oh, is... I wrote down a quote you said, and you said that in the void, everything is possible, but nothing exists. <laughs> yeah. I Casual wrote that down <laughs> as soon as I heard that come out of your mouth. I was like, yes. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I just like, it sounds so funny coming from you because this is just like a normal Tuesday to me. <laughs> Well, no, because, I mean, I've probably told you this, but there was, like, a period of time this year where I was trapped in uh, in the void, mm-hmm. and that sounds like a, I mean, that's a casual thing for me to say, but yeah. for, oh, it's also 722 as I said that, and love I have seen, it. I love it. Yeah, it's 422 um, on my end. Yeah, 22, man, she's been popping up every day, multiple times a day for the last mm-hmm. three months for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love the void partially because everything is possible, but nothing exists, but yes. it was like a prison for me this year. And then I felt like I overcame that. And that was the most transcendent moment of my life. Mm, yes, exactly. Yes. This is transcendence and transformation to the nth degree. Like I said, a lot of people have access to this because in past lives, they've gone through initiations of reaching ninth dimensional consciousness where they had a death and rebirth, quite literally. You can Mm. see in um, these ancient um, sites, you can see the place where that that ceremony was performed, right? Where they went through this resurrection, right? Um, It wasn't just Yeshua. It was many, many, many people went through this process of going through the death and the rebirth. And that's being in the void, that's being in the cosmic womb space, right? The God space of absolutely everything and nothing at the same time. Hmm. So the people Hmm. who did this the most are the um, ancient Andean people. So when you look up Hmm. the Shakana or Chakana, right, that's C-H-A-K-A-N-A, it looks like a little... um, it's a little figure that has uh, 33 uh, steps, right? And this is the technology to access the ninth dimension that the ancient civilizations had. So ancient people were accessing this, right? Mm. This, was, this was knowledge. This was technology that has already been used on our earth. Mm. So this is the God dimension, right? This is the understanding of, like I said, everything and nothing at the same time. So it can almost feel like boredom, but it's boredom Hmm. from a higher awareness, right? Hmm. You're no longer distracting yourself. You're existing. You're just being, right? And you're Hmm. having this death and this rebirth, this transcendence and this transformation into this... (sighs) this neutrality, right? This higher awareness. Mm. The neutrality definitely makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. it make sense? Cause I said I was trapped in the void. Would that make sense to say that? I feel um, like I'm not meaning the void to be a negative thing. Cause I, yeah, well, I don't feel like it's negative or positive necessarily. I just think it's a place. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, you know, the sad thing to me is, but also the hopeful thing to me is obviously this is becoming better known knowledge, mm-hmm. but at the present time, it's not. So a lot of people are in that place where they do feel trapped mm-hmm. in the void and they feel like they're having this crazy existential 
experience by themselves and they're not Mm -hmm. being led by a shaman or by a, um, you know, a high priest or high priestess through this experience, right? Mm -hmm. They're lacking that guidance. And so they're, they're figuring it out on their own. Right. And, and mm-hmm. again, a lot of these people have had lives where they have gone through this initiation. So it's just remembering that process. But still, that can be really scary if you're trying to do that on your own. So it can feel like being trapped. Right. Yeah. Um, and it can feel very isolating, too, if you don't understand mm. it. And, can, and it can feel very big. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like I said, it's, it's neutral. You can't feel anything. Right. I'll have to send you a paint a picture of a painting I did of of my void. Okay. Um, I'll have to show. Yeah. I love it. it. I love paintings. But it was so expansive and so dark and felt trapped. But the the moment I understood I wasn't trapped within it was when I was able to like love it. Like yeah, I adore the void. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten very comfortable with the void, specifically with, with guiding my, my clients through the void, you know? Um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big dimension. And like I said, it's, it's a very sacred, I mean, three, six, and nine, those were very sacred, sacred, sacred numbers, um, to mystery school initiates, um, because they do have to do with understanding and breaking free from this, um, you know, lower quote unquote reality, right. And understanding a higher reality so that you can really, you know, play with life and heal and help. Right. Mm-hmm. I was born on June 3rd, six, three, and three <laughs> has always been my lucky number. <laughs> I love it. So, so then we go on to the 10th dimension, right. Um, and all I'm going to say about the 10th dimension, cause again, hard to explain is it's portals to new worlds. So time and space travel. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> we are leaving it at that? Yeah. Catherine. I can't, uh, we can't, we can't go into that too much. But I have so many questions I know. about time travel. I know. <laughs> okay, I know. wait, just one question. Okay. Are black holes where we time travel? Black holes are, yeah, I mean, but black holes are where you traverse dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in a way, yeah. And so technically, yes. Yeah. That would be. I mean, we're going to have, okay. we're going to have time travel technology. We already do. People are time traveling right now. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I've watched <sighs> interviews with people like Shannon and I, my, my star sister, for those who don't know Shannon, who I work very closely with and a lot of our our businesses together and um we crack up at these people who are just very casually time traveling um that it's it's something that people it's a technology people are already accessing and using and she tried to do it and cracked me up with her story about taking her passport with her and she she was like maybe not today when it didn't happen but um but yeah I mean it's absolutely something that um Particularly, there's this underground um, sort of temple in Italy, and uh, people are just very casually time traveling. It's pretty hilarious. I live right near one of their time palaces, actually. What? 
um, yeah, one of the time palaces that they pass through is in Joshua Tree, and I'm literally like 45 minutes away in Palm Heather, Desert. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, time travel. Yeah, so yeah. many questions. Yeah, and we're gonna have the technology, like we as that's been seen in many future life progressions across the board through many, many, many. Um, different regression or regressionist progressionists um that we're gonna have that technology whoever wrote x-men had to be a higher dimensional being because they address all they address time travel they address light and dark like Mm -hmm. they address the dimensions in those movies yeah well the x-men are really great i mean any you know superhero or comic book character like that's really what it is it's it's finding that that within ourselves right and the x-men are like mutants and it's people Mm. who have these higher dimensional powers right these intuitive powers that's like Mm. the translation into you know our quote-unquote realistic society right right it's it's the light workers the layman's terms Mm -hmm. yeah yeah x-men is a really wonderful way to understand that that was one of my favorite 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 um movies to watch when i was younger Mm. yeah I wonder why (laughs) I know right because I felt seen shocker I was like they're like me but yeah it's like having a superpower you know that's that's what it is is it's just coming Mm. into your own superpowers so Mm. okay so then we go to the 11th dimension and I know the 11th dimension really well because before I received the 23rd dimension I was receiving about the 11th dimension um Mm. And basically what my guides shared with me is that my whole life I've lived within the 11th dimension and sort of like walk within the 11th dimension. Now, Mm. the 11th dimension is the dimension in which time and space exist all at once versus linearly. I can never say that word. Um, (laughs) So this is the community through which my, or sorry, this is the dimension through which my community mainly works. And the portal and the lens through which I primarily channel um, so that it makes sense like in a human way. So this is why for me, I don't like close my eyes to channel because I just am like living it constantly, sort of like we talked about in the first conscious Mm, Q&A, like I'm kind of seeing everything at once and it's hard to describe, but that's how I've been. It sounds overwhelming. It can be. Yeah. I mean, it has been in the past for me. Um, Especially because I I see a lot of the future. Since connecting with my star sisters, it's interesting because I see much more of the future. I see a lot of timelines for future realities, whereas like Shannon sees a lot of past stuff. And we can Mm. both access both of them. But it's interesting that we kind of naturally gravitate towards one or the other because of the work that we do. She does primarily healing work, which of course is going to be connected to past lives and past experiences. And I do embodiment work, basically, right? Um, I'm actually going to start working with Shannon. I haven't told you that yet. No, I know. She told me. I'm so excited for you. You already know. I'm so excited for you. So, yeah. So, so like I said, um, so I work a lot with embodiment, right? And and Mm -hmm. drawing in, right? Manifesting what it is that you are already connected to and using Mm -hmm. speed to do so. And this comes from a place of seeing multiple future timelines, right? And helping you align with that, right? Future, at least from our perspective. So (laughs) I really like the 11th dimension a lot. I'm very comfortable in the 11th dimension. I, you know, consciously exist within the 11th dimension, or I did before I started receiving the codes of the 23rd. 
Um, mm. But this is this is how I've lived my whole life. I've never really known anything other than this, um, except for that period of time in my life in which I was actively really running away from myself mm-hmm. and uh, went into, you know, had the shooting and everything and went into a deep, dark depression, anxiety, PTSD um, mm. before my guides were like, no more of this, right? Mm. After that dark night of the soul. So that's the 11th dimension. And the 11th dimension, the way that my guides have shown it to me when they started channeling to me about the 23rd dimension, before I connected with my star sisters, by the way, if you haven't listened to our episode together, highly recommend it because we were all channeling this simultaneously, individually. (laughs) We had never met each other before and we were channeling this. Um, The way that they show it to me is it's like a funnel, like kind of like a cyclone in the Wizard of Oz. And um, the 23rd dimension gets funneled through the through and into the 11th dimension. So it can like, <sighs> so that consciousness can exist in um, like physical earth reality mm. and be so translated. So you channel the 23rd dimension through the 11th dimension. Yes, yes, but it's more so like that that's how it was at the beginning. Now I'm more connected uh-huh. like directly to the 23rd. But gotcha. yeah. Okay. Um mm-hmm. so then the 12th dimension, this is the dimension which resides outside of time and through, not in space. So this is the dimension in which a lot of people are connecting to galactic councils, right? Mm-hmm. Um so this is like people who are connecting to um, the Arcturians and um, the Council of Light, right? And and when you all say these through. Does that mean just circling back a bit? Does that mean like wormhole through, like literally a a, a physical throughness? Um. No, it's really hard to describe. So truthfully, I'm not even going to try because it's really hard for me to describe what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. But basically, like, what you need to know about it is that the 12th dimension is strongly connected to those who incarnated in Atlantis, are are back here again. Like, a lot of crystal grid keepers work at a 12th dimensional consciousness. And this is connected to galactic councils and um, galactic connections like higher galactic connections, like galactic federation um, Mm -hmm. type connections. Cool. So people who who channel... Advanced intelligence, exactly. People who channel like the galactic federation are mostly working in a 12th dimensional frequency. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So then the 13th through the 21, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gap in my knowledge. Um, the 22nd, so this is what I've received, all of the personal Akashic records for each soul and each galactic being, including in multiple universes and realities, are held in the 22nd dimension. So that's, so the 8th dimension, Akashic Mm -hmm. records, that's Mm -hmm. maybe, is that just generic messages of the Akashic records versus 22nd is specific to every single soul. Yeah. So what I've received about the eighth is that it's mostly earthbound. Okay. It, it doesn't mean that you can't access galactic lives. It's just that you're mostly accessing earth. Okay. So like earth bodied 
uh, souls versus 22nd, even further beyond Earth, galactic beings, etc. Right. And in multi- gotcha. in, in multiverses, right? Multiple, multiple universes, universes, multiple realities. Love it. Yes. And this is held in the um, Pleiades um, at the, the pinnacle, right? So mm-hmm. without going into that too much, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily Pleiadian. It just means that that is where we've all been shown that this energy sort of um, resides. Right. Right. And then the 23D, so this is what we talk about the most, is the 23rd dimension. Now, 23 is really important because the 23rd is, of course, really important to the human. This is how many chromosomes we have. So this is directly connected with actual DNA activations, right? Mm. We've had moon after moon after moon this year and last year that were at exactly 23 degrees. We recently had a moon where the moon and the sun were at 23 degrees, right? Mm. Um, So this is understanding that um, higher, like highest dimensional self, right? This is receiving all of those DNA activations, all of the codes. So the 20 and 23 um, in astrological numerology is like the royal degree, right? And this is a Mm -hmm. really important number throughout the, throughout earth, right? Throughout the universe, Um, very sacred to the mystery schools, the understanding of 23 and the ancient people, the understanding of 23. And um, what my fellow Akashic Record Keepers and I have received is that the collective Akashic Records for the entire history of the multiverse um, is held in the 23rd and is available to the Record Keepers, right? And now we are starting to attune people to this frequency and sort of Ah. share this frequency. And that's why you'll Mm -hmm. notice that we actually take you into the records And it's not just, and we're always in the records, so we're always taking you into the records, but we consciously take you into the records through, um, you know, time with us, through uh, activations or meditations, right? Um, Every meditation that my sisters and I do is an activation. So So what I've heard is that in the past, mm-hmm. not everyone has had access to the Akashic Records, but that in this current paradigm, it has opened up to yeah. everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely opening up to everyone. That's why, like I said, with that eighth dimensional consciousness, this is going to be really, really, really prominent in 2024 and 2027. Cool. hmm So, um... So yeah, so like I said, so for those who don't know my story, I was silently folding my laundry and cleaning out my closet one day, <laughs> and all of a sudden I received the message that the Akashic Records are held in the 22nd and the 23rd dimensions, casually. Um, then I saw um, another woman post about this. I saw her post about the 23rd dimension. And I got excited because I thought, oh my God, someone else channeled what I did. How cool. And then we connected and then I began to understand more about our connection. And, um, you know, it's not, 
it's not from a place of saying like, oh, I'm better, or oh, it's higher, anything like that. It's it's just different, right? All of these dimensions, there is a wonderful lesson, there is a wonderful expansion, there is a wonderful growth in every single one, right? And they all play off of each other for that reason. The 23rd is, um, is you know, these original Akashic record keepers. Like, we are the ones who, who hold this information um, and hold this access within us. And we've been called to begin attuning people and sharing this, right, with those souls who are ready for that. So I don't attune everyone to the 23rd dimension consciously, um, I really only do this with people who are very much ready to receive that and receive that initiation. And even then it, it works a little bit differently with how they access it. It's kind of like if you think about a library and there's certain floors that are inaccessible to certain people, my mm. original Akashic Record Keeper sisters and other people that we think are um, Akashic Record Keepers uh, like Matthias <laughs> on Gaia. Mm. A lot of people know him, Matthias de Stefano. Love him, feel like he's my brother. And mm-hmm. um, it's like we just, we've lived this our, our whole lives. We've remembered our whole lives. And um, it's, a, it's an ancient lineage and a connection that we share. And we're still understanding more and more and more about this. But we've received individually without hearing from each other or seeing from each other about the 23rd dimension. Hmm. Wow. Could you, I don't know if you can even vocalize this in human words, but what, what is it like when you receive a message from? from Um, it's like being called into a board meeting. So Hmm. when my sisters and I actually are like consciously connecting to the 23rd dimension, we it's we call it the council, right? It's the council of the pinnacle. The pinnacle is a place. The council mm-hmm. is the council. Mm-hmm. And um, we connect to the council of the pinnacle who sit in this, you know, 23rd dimensional reality. And we connect to them and we're basically like sitting at the table with them. That's what we've all seen. Again, individually. Before seen, like we, uh like literally seen or yeah it's um, like a it's like having a vision right yeah. maybe maybe you close your eyes maybe you don't they love right. to call me it's always 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 when I'm showering or when I'm putting away clothing I swear to god it's the <laughs> most hilarious thing to me that for some reason I mean I, maybe it's when I'm the most mindful I don't really know right but the that's when they call me the most into and sometimes they I actually have to like get out of my shower, get called into the meeting, attend the meeting, and then I can get back into my shower. No joke. <laughs> no joke. Do you step out to like journal or do you just step out to like sit and, and, and take in? I just take it in. It's, wow. it's like having a conversation and I just, I just take it in. And, um, I mean, it's always of the highest vibrational essence. Like, there's zero fear. It's all love. It's all a deeper understanding of everything. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, with, what is it? With great power comes great responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really how it feels. And that's why my sisters and I and other Akashic Record Keepers are just kind of now sharing all of this because mm-hmm. 
it is a lot to share with people. And, you know, it, again, it doesn't make me any better. We're all connected to source energy. We all have connection to everything. It's just mm-hmm. that in our, our current dimensional reality, I do have this access that most people don't have. And I receive the records mm-hmm. um, very differently than, than the good majority of people do, even high-level Akashic Record readers. Mm. That sounds really cool. And very intense. It was really intense until I connected with my sisters, who I'd had dreams about, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, you know could sense we're coming because um, it's time. And um, yeah, it was really intense when I was doing it on my own. But now that I've connected with them and we discuss it and we, you know, come together and we work together, it's it's really beautiful. I mean, it's a gorgeous. Mm-hmm understanding of my soul and um you know Mm. reading after reading that I've had from other channels the term soul reality or excuse me soul reality soul royalty Mm. comes up Mm -hmm. again and again and again and again um for both me and for my sisters so we think that this is a way of describing sort of this this responsibility and this connection Mm. for our souls Right. And I like that you mentioned that it's all love because I think as I approach all of this, it, it there's definitely a fear there because mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I mean, a, how could there not be? You're yeah. connecting I mean you're you're totally trusting in like voices that, you know, you could easily say, Oh, I hear that in my head or I'm seeing hallucinations or something. But mm-hmm. when you start to put together all of the synchronicities And I mean, I've, my whole life have had such crazy synchronicities that there's just no way, (laughs) you know, like there's just no way that this is random or that this doesn't have a meaning. Like I see. Why why brush it off as something that doesn't have meaning? Like I don't understand why, why we shouldn't attach meaning to it and push into it. Exactly. And I think you know, like we said, some of the dimensions are about attaching no meaning. Some of the dimensions mm-hmm. are about attaching all the meaning, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's having this this higher perspective and this higher awareness of, you know, just this cosmic force that wants to move us all and wants to move the needle with us and that we are all, you know, connected and doing this together in our own special ways. And for me in my work and how I express the 23rd dimension and all these other dimensions is absolutely from a place of love and guidance and care, right, for my clients and for their own journeys and for making their lives, helping them make their lives as beautiful as possible. Yeah. With helping them lead as many people as possible into lives Mm. that are also dream lives, right? Well, I'm very grateful that you are here today in this lifetime because I experience you enriching my life and I see you enriching others and it's great. It's great to be part of. Oh, thank you so much, babe. No, I I love being here. And the last thing that I'll say about the 23D also is it's connected to rainbows. So it's connected, it's Ch- Shannon and Mary specifically have channeled the rainbow realm um, so that's another understanding of it too. But yeah, I mean, like I said, every single dimension, so crucially important. And 
you know, they all work together and they all build off of each other. And from a numerology perspective and from like an angel number perspective, Mm. when you see these numbers, you know which dimension you're working with, (laughs) right? Mm. So when you see 12, when you see nine, when you see six, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Then you can kind of receive, oh, okay, this is the frequency, right? This Mm. is the lesson that I'm working with right now. This is Mm. what I'm receiving right now from the universe, so for example mm-hmm. personal question yeah if I've been experiencing the number 22 at like in it's like it's crazy the rate that I see this number like it's to the point where yeah I have already been through the phase of where I was like scared by it and then I was laughing every time I saw it and now it's just part of my life what could that mean yeah I think you're being acclimated to the 22nd dimension which would make perfect sense considering that you're connected to me. Um, And I, yeah, I mean, I think it's, again, and it also has to do with the second dimension too, right? Because they build off of each other. But, Mm. um, you know, two is about that that holy divinity, right? Um, That coming together of soul and, or I should say divine and like earthly form um, masculine and feminine, right? Mm. Um, mm. To well, to... the masculine and feminine has has been a theme in yeah. my life, and it's coming to a, a head right now. Like it's a huge center point for me, yes. both in my own personal experience of gender, and also just the suffering in my life has been pretty centered around um, the masculine and the feminine not aligning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, two. I mean, there's there's more. Um, to two that I would go into if I was a numerologist and stuff, but, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, a, a, an introductory understanding of, of seeing 22 is seeing the double two. Um, so of course, yeah, the 22nd dimension, but also, um, two in general and being this like divine union, right. Of these, of these two energies and yeah, <laughs> of wow. all the, all the dualities, that's I I would love to on our next Q&A I think you already mentioned wanting to talk about um like divine feminine divine masculine yes I I have so many questions yeah (laughs) I think that's gonna be such a good Q&A because I have a lot to say about it great I feel like my (laughs) my my catchphrase is gonna be Catherine I have so many questions (laughs) I'm ready let's get into it Yeah, I love it. Oh, and then the last thing about the 23rd dimension is that Shannon has specifically received that um, higher dimension on like the, you know, 100th and 50, 11th million dimension and stuff um, all basically come back to the 23rd dimension. So she's like, that's like she's she's received from the council that this is like the way of understanding it in like earth terms because if we if we were to say like oh i channel the 145th billion dimension people would be like what are <laughs> but, there infinite dimensions um personally yeah i think so because i think that there's even i think that there's even nuances within the dimensions so I, like i said it's it's more vast and i'm always receiving more about it this is just the messages that I've received, that my fellow Kashuk records keepers have received, that I've even read um, scientifically, right, that people have started proving Mm -hmm. this. 
Um, and that I've, I've heard other record keepers, um, talk about. Wow. I'm going to have to take a bath tonight to soak up all of this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, the way that this all started coming to me, um, consciously, like in an organized way was I had, I had a dream about my grandfather who is now passed on from this life. And, Mm -hmm. um, after he passed away and we were in sort of, um, was sort of like a temple, but it was like these golden pillars. And he basically showed me the mysteries of the universe. And I received a lot of dimensional information within that dream. So if you're looking to receive your own messages and your own downloads and your own connections to these dimensions, um, you know, that might happen in an astral space that might happen through, you know, meditation and intention, Um, or even just through activation, like if you're interested in the ninth dimension, go research the ancient Andeans, right? And, and understand through that perspective, but this can come in so many ways. And I'm always open to receiving more and to dialoguing with people about what they're receiving. So if anyone else is getting anything, uh, let me know, (laughs) go ahead and (laughs) go ahead and DM me (laughs) or email us at hello at katherinewheeler.com and let us know what you are experiencing. Yes. Oh, yes. This is just a tag on question. Yeah. You mentioned the astral field. Uh Is there a specific dimension that dreams, astral projection, etc. exist in? They are all over the place. And that is a great topic for another (laughs) Q&A. Yes, good, because that's another thing, Catherine. I have so many questions (laughs) about dreamland. Dreamland is a constant thing I write about in my journal every because I truly remember my dreams every single night and Mm -hmm. write about them every single day and they're very specific and vivid and vast and wild yeah so that's I'm excited well maybe that's where we'll start the next one (laughs) awesome (laughs) well awesome you guys well thank you for listening to this episode um again you can find me at at katherine underscore whaler um, on Instagram and my website is katherinewheeler.com. All of that is in the show notes. Last shameless plug, activation and ascension blueprint. <laughs> um, six week channeled astrology course. We start in March. Um, really, 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 really excited for this one. I have received it from the Council of the Pinnacle. This is my own unique system of astrology that I'm going to teach you And that also you can share with your own clients and your own friends and family to deeply understand why you came here and what you're here to do and all of your blueprint given talents and contributions that your soul chose for you um, to help navigate all of this, right? The activation and ascension path with grace and ease and fun. So it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait for that most sacred container. Um, And yeah, thank you, Olivia, for joining me as always. Love (laughs) you. I love a space to be curious. I was just about to say, I love (laughs) your curious energy. It is so (laughs) perfect. I love that gem energy, that Gemini, that Gemini frequency. I feel Um, like you hold me and let my Gemini-ness flourish. I love it. (laughs) 
I love it. Well, I'm always down to be asked questions um, <laughs> and to question things also. Always be questioning and always be open to receiving more and, and a deeper understanding of intuition. Um, so again, thank you guys all for joining us. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and rate uh, subscribe. <laughs> um, someone left me a rating the other day that was so incredibly sweet. And I have no idea who this person is because I don't recognize the handle. I don't know if I know you in real life or if you just found me through the podcast or through social media, but thank you for that incredibly sweet review. Um, it really helps us get noticed. And then of course that helps us spread all of this information around. So share on your own social media, your own stories, your own friends, and until next time, enjoy the rediscovery.